This is Crumbs of Genius, the podcast which picks the brains of the experts to find out how to earn more in a food business. Brought to you by Preppet Food Management Software. Simplify your food business at gopreppet.com. In this episode, we discuss marketing a food business. To do just that, my expert guest is Managing Director of Real Marketing Methods, Joshua Clifton. Thanks for joining me, Josh. No worries. Thanks, Tim. Now, Josh, you work with all types of companies across Australia to create and implement digital communication strategies uh, that build brands, attract customers, and deliver exceptional experiences. Um, but you have a particularly strong connection with the hospitality industry. Um, you've established the Facebook group Australian Cafe Owners Network, which is a fantastic industry resource, and also the author of the Hospitality Survival Guide. And I'll put the links to those on our website as well. So talking about marketing, um, what should a marketing strategy really look like for a modern day food business? Uh, look, great question. Uh, and to answer it as, as probably as simply as possible, it's looking at a similar strategy across all business. You know, all businesses have the same foundations, the same elements. So it does follow a similar uh, direction that I would give to most businesses. But with the hospitality business, uh, number one, it starts with point of difference. You know, with any, let's take a new client, for example, and they're starting up a business, for example, or just wanting to expand their current one. I want to determine what their point of difference is. What, what are they doing differently? What's their niche? What's their catch that enables someone to create an emotional connection with the brand? That's really important. And number two, doing research with that idea. You know, for a long time, we see a lot of businesses, a lot of brands put out these great things, but they haven't necessarily looked at their community, their surrounds. It does it actually fit. Uh, for example, with a cafe, this uh, years ago, I had this person who came in to this uh, order cafe, changed the whole menu, and it was a, a collapse. And the reason being the original loyalty base didn't actually want to change. They enjoyed it. But they, they changed so much that it just changed a whole new direction for the business. Thus, it didn't have it. So doing your market research on an idea, whether it's large or small, starting out, researching it is number two. Thirdly, establishing your social media profiles, um, specifically Facebook and Instagram for hospitality. They're your, they're your breadwinners. They're very important ways to keep in touch, allow people to tag, share, comment, and build your uh, online presence. Uh, four, I would say Google your business. So make sure your business is listed on Google. So you come up on the maps so people can find you um, a lot easier and encourage people to do reviews is very important as well, whether it's customers or staff. That really helps you get up on the search. Uh, five, having a website. This is a kind of gray area. Some people said, do I have a website? Do I not? For uh, a someone in the hospitality industry, I think it's important, even if it's just one page or two pages, just outlining basic things like menus and location and times, again, to help that online searchability, uh, if that's a word, on, uh, on yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah 100%. You, I look up for cafes in my area that, you know, there's an opportunity that my website will come up and then my Facebook page will come up and my Instagram and then my Google My Business comes off to the right. So being on as many as possible, just at the bare minimum is essential. And then, you know, thinking um, currently, having um, exploring online ordering options, you know, I think is important as well. Whether or not COVID continues or not, people have changed the way they enjoy eating. And I think having an option in place where they can uh, speed up the delivery or ordering of their system, whether it's in going into the cafe, bar, or restaurant to pick up their order, using an online platform, 
having an automated website that does it, I think is very important just to explore that idea. And that would be probably my top top five. Yeah, um, step by step. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that because I mean that online ordering and, and moving in that direction is really coming back to the customer's experience, which we'll, we'll talk about uh, a little bit later. But you know, just with the with the marketing, obviously, a lot of a lot of food businesses can be a little bit ad hoc about how they go about their marketing. Um, you know. It's, it's, so you're saying, you know, it's definitely worth sitting down, going through a, a strategy, working out a plan um, with your marketing. You're definitely going to see um, more, you know, it's going to be more beneficial to do that, you think? Absolutely. Look, you need to have a plan and, and it has to be bigger than just making money or making 10% growth or all those kind of vague strategies. It has to be something that is easily tracked, that you can have milestones in place that the team is aware and that they're encouraged to get involved in that goal and that development. Uh, we, we hear about in the media right now around the great resignation. You know, a lot of people that change jobs, um, recruitment and staff shortages are rampant through the industry. And it's essentially because we're spoiled for choice and people want to do more for less. And unfortunately, the hospitality industry sometimes can't afford to have that type of appeal to it. So, to me, hospitality business now are around culture, are around the team, developing a community um, as a family. And as a family, you know, if you bring it back to your family or a family, you normally have goals in that family. You want to grow. You want to achieve things. You want to go places. You want to do things. And encouraging that behavior in your workplace um, should be something that's incorporated into that long-term strategy outside of just financial goals, I think is very important. Yeah, hundred percent. I, you know, it's definitely moving. To, people want more of a balance with their work life now and they want, you know, it's, it's probably less so about that monetary uh, incentive. They want the, the environment to be, um, to, uh, you know, a nice place to go to work obviously as well. So in, in, a, you know, food is, is a tough industry in, in a, it's so competitive. It's it, what can we do? You know, with the, we were awash with Instagram and Facebook. Now, what, what can we do to really get that attention and stand out a little bit out there? Sure. So, referring back to that first question, the, the point of difference, your goals, having those in place is crucial because that's the foundations of your strategy that you would have online. Because if you don't have a clear target, you're going to be shooting and just throwing things everywhere. And that's what predominantly people that I've seen in social media say, oh, this post looks good, or I saw someone do this, and this looked good, like you said, ad hoc. Simply just throwing stuff out there because they think it looks good. Uh, In my book, I talk about a concept called the three E's to digital marketing, and it's to do on um, things like Facebook and Instagram, and I give examples on both in the book. But to summarise it down, the three E's is based on questions that I ask myself or get the the business to ask themselves is every time I post, is it exciting? Is it an, an, an is it exciting? Is it entertaining? Or is it educational? And those three factors help people understand. Okay, I can post about these kind of things, and you know there, there are different examples for each of those. But the goal of social media is for interaction. And the key is in the title, social. And I think where we've come unstuck is we look at the media side of the word too much, like having a camera in our face and we're on show. And that's not the right way to sort of view it. See from a social perspective, encourage discussion, encourage communication. What sort of things would you be posting if you didn't have a 
product to sell, so to speak? What, what excites you? What, what can we do to ensure that, like, say, for um, educational, it could be some facts around coffee or food, something outside the business. Yeah. Uh, exciting could be a new staff member coming involved, you know, profile them, give them introduction, get them involved in it. Um, entertaining might be a milestone in the business. How are we celebrating this? What, what's those key things? Really highlighting the fact the only thing that you're wanting out of that is value. Is you're giving value, you're giving that interaction with those with, with your community and not asking basically for anything in return other than just, hey, this is what we're feeling today and get yeah, involved in it. 100%. I mean, you've got your, you hitting, you hit so much in Instagram about sell, sell, sell. You know, you've got to add some value as well. And I, I completely agree. And, you know, when I had my business um, and we did those value add posts, you know, we got so much more interaction and, and interest um, by providing some of that value as well. So I, 100%, I like the 3E. Um, that, that's, a, that's a great point. Um, so basically, you know, when we do go out there, we do, use these strategies, um, you know, how do we know if we're really hitting the mark? Obviously, you know, we might see a spike in sales. That would be the, the best case, but it's not always that uh, that simple and that clear cut. Absolutely. Uh, so it comes down to the quality of the people in the room. So every time you put something out and you don't get a response or that you like or you get a response that you do like, depends on the quality of the people, right? So if you've only got 100 and... 30 people in the room and you're not getting much of a response, well, you could say that's a case of low numbers or the people that you've already are following you, liking you, haven't responded to that very well, so to speak. So gauging responses is you have to first take a step back, see it as an external thing and go, okay, I'm not going to take it personally. This audience hasn't responded to this post. I wonder why. Um, and, and, and sort of reverse engineering that process a little bit I think it, it pays to have a look at other, other pages and other interactions. I mean, you can see if uh, Instagram page has 100,000 likes and you look at the post and there might be four people who like it. There's a very good chance they've bought likes there or they've bought followers there, you know. So it's, it's easy sort of to, to connect. But to gauge the quality of them, it's just it's the case of the amount of content that you're putting out. You need to have enough under your belt to be able to do some research on it, to understand that, okay, out of these 20 posts, two of them really took off. Why was it? What time of day it was? What sort of communication? What sort of hashtags did you use? What was the message? What did the picture look like? And really just doing some research on it as opposed to just going, you know, we'll just throw it out. You have to look at the data and see what works. But also in that social media strategy, and we may cover this soon, I'm not sure, but ensuring that the goal of social media is to create influence, is to create um, areas of uh, um, exciting news that people want to be a part of. So 80% of your work in social media and in the business should be based around taking care of your loyal customers. And then 20% should be about attracting new ones. We need to keep my current happy, but to attract other ones. And you don't attract people with sales. You attract people with like, hey, by you being over here, and we've been here, this is what you're missing out on. And keeping it fun and exciting because social media is an exciting thing. Hospitality is an exciting thing. That's why the two marry up so well because it's all about show. And having that playful nature and instilling that cultural positivity um, in your team and on social media is, is paramount to get that attention. Yeah, and, you know, it creates that fear of missing out, doesn't it? But, um, you know, it, it comes back to the 
the strategy, you know, less ad hoc, more about strategy, um, and 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 really creating sort of a, I guess a feedback loop in a sense you're going through you're looking at okay why didn't that get interaction let's see you know if we can do it a little bit differently and test it out so it's really like you're saying it's more of a strategy rather than just you know let's just see what happens at the end of the day and, and we touched briefly on something like this at the start, but basically in your book, you, you do mention uh, the customer experience revolution. Um, and I just want to ask a little bit about that. Uh, and, and also, you know, what technologies um, can help us in this area? Sure. So when I refer to the customer experience revolution, you know, I, I refer back to um, the methods of the industry up until this point. So we've had, um, customer service, you know, to me, that's, that's an old mentality, an old thinking. Like I'm, I'm not here, like, even though I am physically serving you, I'm not mentally serving you. I'm not here to shine your shoes and that kind of thing. I'm here to provide an experience beyond what it is. And we move up through, um, up to customer experience. And that's something that has to be looked at in that it's, it's a full experience. Customers today, you know, even though you can put out a great product and a great coffee or a great meal, the the chink in the armor is your ability to handle people, your ability to handle yourself, your team, your customers is the key thing. People can always forgive a, a crappy coffee or a mistake in the meal as long as you know how to handle that. Do it consistently over time, you might lose them. But at the very start of it, your ability to handle people is is everything. And that's why it's the customer experience business now. And post-COVID now, we, we've got a lot of customers out there who are ready to re-engage with the industry, who are dying to get back out, to go back into the cafes, bars and restaurants. So rather than just focusing on getting things up, we need to make sales, like focus on, okay, how do we make that experience even better now than it was before? Because people are very open to new experiences and having fun. It's like getting on a plane. People are excited like a child again. Yeah. You know, going to their local restaurant, it's exciting, right? So I think that's, even though that's post-COVID experiences, having a customer-centric focus in the industry is, is everything. My entire book revolves around how to handle people because everything else can take care of itself. You need to have a love for people and a love for business. Yeah. The business side, you're either one or the other. Some have a bit of more to one left, but you know, it pays to get a couple of people on board. And when it comes to customer experience, you as the owner or the manager, that's a lot to take on, you know, utilize your team. There are people in your team that can probably know a lot more about social media than you do. And there's other people. It's not about giving authority to people, but get their input because the more your team members feel involved, the more they're willing to give back, the more authority that they're giving, the more they're willing to accept responsibility when the shit hits the fan. And we see that, like, I don't want to give away too much responsibility or I don't want to do that and, and lose the staff member. And I say to them, I would much rather have a great person for two months and lose them than a crap person for four months and keep them. That's where I sort of um, probably a bit off track here because I love talking about no, this. No, keep going. I mean, when we we used to, I used to like <laughs> sort of add out there that I, I like hiring people that are better than me. You know, yeah, they hundred percent because you can use their skills and and they engage them more. Uh, and 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 I think that was great and a great motivator for them to be engaged yeah. in the business in that way. Absolutely, stepping back and seeing where 
people's true skill sets lie and not just put them under a title of barista or chef. Like what else can they do to utilize? How else can we ask their ability to keep things interesting? Because the worst thing you can do is have a staff member who's good at something and just doing something else. Yep, you know? exactly. That's just and, inefficient and waste. It's a waste. But, you know, we talked about the, the customer experience revolution and and just with in regards to technology, uh, obviously we're talking about things like loyalty apps and things now available, um, seamless ordering, you know, those things. You see that's definitely the, the way forward in helping us to facilitate this. Oh, yeah, I do. Look, and I think, you know, there needs to be a system and strong communication, you know, through all levels of management and staff to ensure the changing environment. That's number one. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm a bit old school. You know, I still believe networking is the key to a successful business. That's why I created the Cafe Owners Network, joining like that, seeing what ideas are out there, not taking all the responsibility and the weight on your shoulders, see what's going out there. There's some great... Um, companies um, that I work with, uh, such as Innovators Direct, you know, these guys come into the business and they look at everything, all the tech side of things, everything from electricity bills to internet to pod system, and they can help you service all these different aspects and and to help you save money and showing the results. We've got clients, um, uh, a friend of mine on a company called Yoom, and these guys set up free websites for you. I'd last check their free um, to create an online delivery platform for your business and your products. And I believe there's a percentages involved that they take per transaction or per month. I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to confirm or deny anything, but those sort of technologies, they're out there. They're, they're ready to go. And there's really not much money down in order to see what you could potentially make or, or adjust in those things. But the first thing for anyone looking to, to want marketing advice or want to grow their business is start to surround yourself with the same people. Put yourself in the same room and ensure that the information that you're getting is from a, a wide variety of resources and then make an informed decision for you and the team. Okay. And it's sort of uh, where is the best place to find sort of those? Obviously, you've got some Facebook groups and things like that. Is, it, is there any other things that you would suggest there, Josh? Yeah, look, I think... Um, because obviously this is a podcast and yeah. listening, you know, I would just be looking, uh, say, for, for Facebook, look at hospitality groups uh, in your local area, join them. Some are good, some are okay, some are great. Um, learn about it that way, start the community that way. I would um, be looking at, you know, potentially getting someone involved who has been in the industry. I mean, I'm not here to talk about my services. Obviously, I cater for the industry. I'm one of many. Yeah. Um, but your research and seeing that there are options out there to help you grow your business. There's a lot of experts and a lot of programs out there, a lot of tech side of things. And it's worth just doing a search around ordering platforms, uh, around cost-saving platforms, around FBOS platforms, <clears throat> staff management platforms. Um, there's heaps of it out there. It's just a case of knowing what you want first, I think is key. And connecting with that person say for the cafe owners network like so we've got about 2400 members in there um it's free of advertising it's all about growth for those cafes anyone can put a question in them and if they don't they can message my team and do it anonymously like things like that we can really help grow that and just asking the right questions yeah it is a fantastic resource um and just finally i mean we're hoping that there'll be some return of some continuity in business in 2022. Uh, that, that's, that's the goal. But, um, you know, if what's your best piece of uh, marketing advice for food businesses potentially looking to scale up uh, next year? 
I I'll put you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, I like it. No questions. Um, look, have a plan of where you want to go. Sharing that journey um, with your team and your customers, getting people involved in that journey, and be adaptable. What's the worst case scenario of things happening? How can we adapt to this again? Um, but ultimately, it's a plan. We've got to have a plan that's bigger than just financial increase because it's appealing to the owner. We need those metrics. We need to grow businesses, obviously. We need to have that in place, but that's not appealing to your team. That's not appealing to your customers. Create something bigger than the business, a movement, a, a line in the sand, something that you do want to do because that is what people want to be a part of, not just an increase in sales. Yeah, 100%. Something that resonates with, with everyone in the business, all the stakeholders. That's great. Thanks so much for your time, Josh. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about how Josh can help with your uh, marketing your business, uh, visit realmarketingmethods.com. Thank you again. Thanks, Tim.